There's something about this street that I've fallen in love with, though I wouldn't like to admit that out loud. And it's not just the obvious wealth. Of course, it's nice that the residents take care of their properties. The crocuses in the Bates' window boxes are already coming through, and the Coens have had the guttering painted over the weekend. But it's more than that. It feels like a home. I hop down from the van and open the back doors. The wire racks are empty, apart from the bottom one, where I store the paradise-found deliveries. There's less chance of something falling and getting damaged down there. There's a department store box for number one, and number five's monthly contact lens delivery. I've been getting to know the inner workings of the household in the six months I've been coming here. Deliveries say a lot about you. When your birthday is, roughly when and how much you get paid, what you like to eat and drink, when you get ill and for how long. It's almost like being part of the family. I walk to the end of the row first, along the stretch of pavement that runs in front of the small patch of front lawn. The houses are identical. White painted fronts with glossy black railings, but there are subtle differences that provide character. Evelyn, at number two, is of the generation that appreciates quality. Her curtains are a luxurious heavy brocade, if a little dated for my taste. The Addo Smythe family at number three are on a constant hand-me-down cycle as the kids outgrow things. There's often a bed frame or a table tennis table left disassembled outside, awaiting council collection. Number four is the Coens, and there are small signs of Bryce's style everywhere. The rich purple front door, the gold knocker. His husband, Harry, is more of an antiques man, but a bet inside is fabulous. I reach number five and take a moment to compose myself. The Bateses are older than my parents and have lived on the street the longest. They bought the house well before London's property market got silly. It's amazing the details you can find online. They're only recent converts to online shopping, so I like to make sure they have a good experience. I hope they close the door and say to each other, what a nice young lady, despite me turning 40 this year and tell their friends that they must try home delivery. There's nothing impersonal about it. I press the doorbell once and wait. They're slow movers. Their record is almost five minutes between the ring and the door opening, but I don't like to hustle them. People forget that older people haven't grown up with online shopping, and it does require a degree of trust. You are opening your door to a stranger after all. I strain my ears and hear soft footfalls inside before the sound of the door being unlocked. The top deadbolt seems a little stiff, but that could be the fingers turning it. And when the door opens, I'm surprised to see Mrs Bates's face in the crack. It's usually her husband at this time of day. She leaves the chain on. Delivery, Mrs Bates, I say brightly and loudly. I'm going to need a signature. Of course, is that you, Laurel? That's me. I feel a fizz of pleasure that she's remembered. It's shocking how many people can open and close their door without actually seeing me, without recognising that another person is there. I hear the rattle of her undoing the chain and keep smiling while I wait. The door opens another couple of inches. In the tiny gap, I can see that the hallway is decorated in an ornate wallpaper with a dark green shag pile carpet underfoot. Nothing I haven't seen before. Mrs Bates is wearing her lambswool slippers. I shift position, 
moving from foot to foot in a way I hope isn't obvious. But the angle isn't wide enough to see beyond the wall. Here's your parcel. I hand her the narrow box of prescription lenses. All I need now is your signature. She takes the plastic stylus. Her knuckles are swollen and red. And I wonder if it's arthritis. And reproduces her signature in copper plate lettering on the screen. Young people barely bother with a squiggle, usually without looking up from their phone. Once the transaction is over and the door begins to close, I feel a sudden desperation to prolong it. The day has been a brisk one, and there haven't been many opportunities to chat. Lovely flowers, I say. Nice to see a bit of colour already. The door wavers. A slight frown crosses her face, but it softens when she sees my look of admiration. Thank you. It has been a mild winter, hasn't it? She doesn't wait for me to reply, and there's a click as the door shuts, and then the rattle of the chain and the turning of locks. The Bateses are probably not planning on venturing out again this evening, and I don't blame them. It's starting to get cold. I stare at the purple buds emerging from the planter for another few seconds, wondering if they'll survive the February chill, before striding back along the row to number one. I don't like to play favourites, but Patrick Williams is the resident who intrigues me the most. Ten years ago, his novel was a smash hit. Back when I got the tube to and from work every day, I remember every other person devouring the words between its distinctive yellow cover. I've read the rave reviews. The film was a flop, but he must have made a pretty penny. A year later, he spent £1.8 million on this house, another tidbit I found online. Not a sniff of a sequel as far as I can see, and he's always home. Even the Bateses miss a delivery more often than he does. I wonder what he does to keep busy in there, living alone. His is the shabbiest house. There are little signs of neglect like the three strands of cobweb in the top left corner of the front window, and the tub of Halloween sweets that has been on the inside sill since October. None of the others would allow that to linger. Patrick always answers quickly. He must have his writing desk on the ground floor. Perhaps he's typing his next novel as I stand outside. Maybe I'll feature. I smile at this thought as I press the bell, though there's nothing worth writing about me. Nothing good anyway. I don't need to look at my watch to know Patrick is taking longer than usual. I hesitate, unsure whether to ring again or keep waiting. 